This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Banging on the Drum. I am your host here, P-Dog, along with the my co-host here, M-Dog. How you doing, M-Dog? Doing well. Excited for a Thursday night podcast here. How you been? I've been doing great. Um, it's been a good week. My overs and unders for our early week show are going to be very good overs and unders. It's funny. We cut the overs and unders out of our Thursday thing, even though I'm still going to take as much time just explaining this. But then I had a very high over and a very low under, but we... We are, uh, we are skipping that. They're not skipping that. That's a Tuesday thing. So that's, that's a Tuesday segment. So what yeah, are, so unless nothing beats it, we're going to hear it anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, hopefully I, I don't think you can beat the high and I sure hope we can't beat the low. So let's roll into what we are going to do instead of over the under to lead off this show, which is hot in the streets. And Mike, you you got quite a few things on the hot in the streets department this week. Let's hear them. Empty the clip. All right. Yeah. And so I'm a let's keep it to sports as much as we can type of attitude. So that's where we're going with this. Uh, Mike Evans is suspended for the Packer game because he's got problems with Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, and he just can't like not try to beat him up every time they play which is a little weird to me. I wonder if there's like something personal involved in that. Like, I mean, obviously there is something personal involved, but like, I, I wonder like how close to home, like, and I didn't look it up, but I, I remember for some reason hearing that one of them dated the other one's sister or something like that. Right. Like, okay. So it's like it's, real real beef that's the way that's what i remember in my brain but maybe i'm a crazy person like that's a real possibility my brain we'll just roll with it work great yeah we'll roll, roll with, with it for we'll, now we'll start um, it Lattimore nailed uh evan's sister and got her pregnant and then he just Did left her. yep yeah yep. probably the truth <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, those are facts right there so yeah yeah well, you're very confident in those two. Yeah, don't don't let Lattimore come around your sister. Because he'll be coming around your sister. <laughs> uh, uh, great, great. Uh, also, suspended for this week coming up, the bill, one of the Bills old linemen swung at a Titans player, missed, and hit one of the coaches, so he got suspended too. I think it was post-game, which creates more of a problem. Yeah, I think you can kind of excuse it a little bit more if it's like in the heat of the battle. Um, And I mean, that game was just a shit kicking too, like in the Bills' favor. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what he's upset about, who fucking knows? Yeah, like he had to be walking on clouds. Like, I, I guess in those games, sometimes you see some like cheap shots come in, like. On the other side, so I guess I could see like a fight if it was like 
you you went at somebody's knees like in a situation where it was unnecessary and the game was 41 to 7 but i mean if it was off the field because honestly i didn't hear about this until you just brought it up but yeah it was like i don't know and like it might i mean a coach and a player are hanging around for the Titans and the linemen you know maybe like a legarrette blunt situation when he was in college where he just turns around and like smoke somebody that punch was one of like the best punches i've ever seen thrown like it's funny because honestly i mean i didn't that was leonard Fournette, right no 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 legarrette blunt legarrette blunt okay yeah um yeah because it was oregon okay yeah and versus boise state and that guy from boise state because i think boise state upset oregon yeah when, i think when, that's right when boise state was doing that and he was just like getting in blunt's face and man he just clocked him like it was like i don't know yeah i mean it, he it, lost a whole season over it yeah like, that was in like game two and they cut him out of the program for the rest of the year it was a nice punch though like <laughs> And he had a successful uh, NFL career. Well, Garrett Blount did just fine. Yeah. But other guys still in a coma, I think. It probably. Also facts. But, yeah, he just goes down. I love when I see that video. I might look that up. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so we got two guys suspended coming up this week, which I think is pretty rare. And we had multiple people taking swings at other players in game, it felt like, that didn't get suspended. But Mike Evans, like, this isn't new for him. And then this Bills alignment, you hit a coach, can't fucking do that shit. Yeah. Players are players, coaches are coaches, right? Um, so moving on to my next one, Joe Judge hits his 60th bomb of the year the other night. Um, Aaron Judge. Yep, Aaron Judge. Yeah, they're both New York guys. What does it matter? Yep. They're not, Joe Judge is not a New York guy anymore, but he was, right? You had um, me confused there for a second, though. Because... I've been thinking Joe Judge for fucking ever, and it's Aaron Judge for sure. And I don't know, like, I, I don't know why I want to go with Joe Judge, but Aaron Judge hits his 60th bomb. He ties Babe Ruth for a New York Yankees record, and he's one off Roger Maris. So pretty exciting. And if you're a baseball purist and you hate all the steroid stuff, which if you've listened to the podcast before, I definitely don't hate the steroid stuff. But you, you but like it, are on the opposite end. You like encourage steroid use. But yeah, we're, I, let's not yeah, go. Sure. Not, let's not yeah, we don't, we don't need to get into that. I love <laughs> steroid use, especially in baseball. Um, if you're a baseball purist, this is a pretty cool situation because there's a real possibility he goes cold and just gets to 60, which other guys have done. Not that big a deal. Or there's a real possibility that like, he gets grooved a couple pitches here in the next week and he hits 62 and breaks that record, in, which we're going to assume is without steroids. Yeah, and there's 13. I mean, at least the Brewers have 13 games left, so I assume – the Yankees have right around 13. Close to that, right? Yeah, 12 to 14 games left. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's a good shot. Yeah, you get two at least. And then I think the next 
mark where uh, once you get past Maris, you, you get to Sammy Sosa's so 66, and then Mark McGuire's 70. And I mean, if I was a betting man, I would say probably gets to or past Maris and falls short of Sosa at 66, but who, who knows? Yeah, I would assume 66 is a reach, even for 14 games. Like, if you're hitting a bomb, so what is 60? One every three games? Yeah. I mean, so 162, or so. six. Yeah, one yeah, every, yeah. yeah, like one every three and a half games, I would say. Something like yeah. that. Which is really good. That's awesome. Like, yeah. nobody does it, but um, very rare rare for guys to be able to do that yeah yeah we've only seen bonds mcguire and sosa i mean those are the only guys we've seen do it um but then you got maris and ruth but right all right moving on from joe judge to joe thomas (laughs) (laughs) uh joe thomas got nominated for the hall of fame uh he's in a wisconsin alumni which kind of makes it I don't know, pretty unique. That's something that doesn't happen very often that we get a Wisconsin alum that makes the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, I wonder. I wonder how many Badgers are Hall of Famers. Uh, so I would imagine there's a few, but I don't know if I can name one right off the top of my head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I can't. And I'm trying to even think, because, I mean, usually if we just have like a, a Pro Bowl Badger player, you know that's that's good enough for us. Um, who so Watt is going to be a first Watt. ballot guy. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, so I'm this, I'm bad at guessing some of those guys. Too. The only like, guy I can think of in the like in the recent past, and this would have been a long time ago, would be Troy Vincent. Troy Vincent, yeah, and I and don't I don't think know that, if he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. No, and the only one I was going to ask you about this, uh, but I, I feel dumb when I bring up a hall, like a name for the Hall of Fame, and people are like, "No, no way, that that couldn't be a Hall of Famer." But like Jim Leonard had, you know, a great career, but I think he yeah. falls in that category where he was just like an All Pro guy. He wasn't, he wasn't Paul Malo, he wasn't Ed Reed, and he kind of played in an era where like there was some great safeties out there. Um, yeah. And he was more of a journeyman safety, I think too, where like Ed Reed, Palomal, like I, you know, I'm a Leroy Butler apologist through and through. I mean, he is in the hall of fame now, so I don't think I should have to apologize for him because I think he's one of the greatest that ever played the position, but um, those guys stuck with one team. And usually I think if you have a safety that, you think is like lights out the best in the league, which is what Hall of Famers are. Uh, you never let them go. It's the way it feels. Yeah. No, and I'm looking at this. I just Googled an article about uh, Badgers Hall of Famers, and there's nine Badgers Hall of Famers, but that's throughout, I think, all sports. So there's – Two football players. So yeah, we were right. There was there was nobody that we would remember. And so okay. uh Elroy Hirsch, 
Well, I know. I mean, I nobody that we've seen, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like no right. one that we've seen with these eyes playing it. Honestly, I I don't even know. I've heard the right. name. Yeah, I I don't couldn't tell you what position he was or anything like that. And then Mike Webster, and I think yeah. that was in '74. I don't even know if I know that name. Iron Mike played more than 15, wait, more seasons, 15 and more games, 220 than any other player for the Pittsburgh Steelers history. So that's something something to be said right there. Sounds like a badger to me. But yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, Joe Thomas makes it to the Hall of Fame. He seems like a pretty stand-up dude as well i had a buddy who uh got to play against uh beer pong against him in in college uh he went back to mifflin i, I don't know if you were big on the mifflin do you even no. remember? i yeah, you know, I remember that it's a thing right but i never yeah. i don't know if it's a thing anymore but i was i was a nerd that I thing was nerds the right word because i wasn't smart either yeah no you were a dork i think that's i think that was dork the is the right word yeah, yeah, yeah. Nerd, you would, you would uh, needed to get a STEM degree to be a nerd. Yeah, definitely didn't do that. Uh, def- definitely not a nerd, but didn't do anything fun in college either. So, yeah, wasn't out chugging beers out of uh, out of funnels and shit like that. I heard the craziest way, in the most respectable way. I've ever heard to drink a beer. This might fall into our punishments because it's, it is reasonable, but it's, it's pretty, it would be like the best thing I've ever seen at a party ever. And the guy who was telling me about it, they kicked this guy out of the party for doing this. And I was like, I would give them, (laughs) but anyways, I should explain what it is before I say this. So this guy gets, uh, I think he got butt ass naked or he, he pulled his pants down and he takes his shoe off and takes his shirt off <laughs> and he pours the beer down his back, like <laughs> through his butt crack into his shoe. <laughs> and then he chugs the beer out of his shoe. So I'd heard of the shoeies, like when the Australians are winning races or fights, like they're pouring beers in their shoes and drinking. But that's just like next level amazing to me. (laughs) The real question is, why did he do this? Right? Like, what (laughs) the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And I think that's kind of why he got kicked out. Like, yeah, like somebody needs to like look at this dude and see like, if he's like murdering people, something like that, like just check him out. Like, doesn't seem very sane to me. Yeah, but isn't that kind of awesome, though? <laughs> like, I didn't say like. It's, I mean, it's your it's your own ass that you're doing that, and presumably, right? So, like, this party's in the evening. It's been six hours since you fucking showered. <laughs> Not ideal, man. Not ideal. Would you would you do it for a punishment for something? I would not want to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It. it would be a punishment. Yeah, but no, I get that. But would like, you rather shit your pants on camera or do that? So I think that I've explained that I don't think shit in your pants is that bad. 
right? So like I I definitely have shit in my pants. Like, and if it's like for a bet and somebody's like, Oh, you shit your pants, like you're such a weirdo, I'll be like, Yeah, I did that on purpose. Like that's not that doesn't I guess that might make me a little bit weird if you're just doing that purpose. <laughs> but I'd be like, I lost a bet. That's what was the deal. I had yeah. to do that. Yeah, I just don't think the aesthetics are pleasing on this shitting your pants part. <laughs> like where I think uh, that, like if if I seen you have to go on camera, like yeah, that that is the. But we would have to figure out a way to blur stuff, and it, actually, that would probably be worse than shitting your pants. You could probably get in like, I, I don't think you could get in like trouble, but you you won't want your coworkers seeing you. I'd have to get an OnlyFans account or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe that's, yeah, that, that can be a special bonus punishment. And, <laughs> and not a beer. It'll be a sun drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get, like, I wouldn't, yeah, it's an ass sun drop, though. That might make sun drop, like, not, not, like, enjoyable to drink anymore. <laughs> no, it, and he's got to like touch your. I'm pulse. thinking like how you prep for that if you have like an OnlyFans. Like, do you have to like get yourself like, like semi hard before you do the fucking thing so that when you're like filming it, like it looks impressive? Yeah, I, but I think you could do it in a way where you could just have your underwear like, I don't think, down or something yeah, like that. Like, don't have don't, to be. Yeah, but still, you can't be like small either, even with that, because you're going to be able to see, like, basically what it looks like through your, through your underwear. I, I think but, our our, <laughs> yeah, I I'm not worried about that. If I get aspect. an OnlyFans. There's going to be other people beside. We're going to really like get her going here. I and I know it's like half of our listeners are family, family members, but yeah, they probably don't. <laughs> don't want to see the outline of our wieners so yeah speaking of that my dad called me tonight or i called my dad about something i had to ask him if i could borrow his truck or something and he asked me if i'm having a fourth kid because of something i said on the podcast i'm like no not having a fourth kid i think about the uh you're always trying to have kids it's just a matter of how hard you're trying to have kids well and i said something like oh it sounds like the fourth kid's gonna be on the way like oh, you okay said, said it was like you, you were at a wedding with no kids or something oh yep yeah, yeah you're right you're right and so that's funny because they were watching all my other three and they're probably like do not have a fourth kid like these <laughs> ones are already like shitheads no all right i think that... my parents would never think that about my kids they wouldn't like but i bet they do and they just don't <laughs> tell you about it yeah, that could be fair, right? That's, that's a good possibility. All right. Well, that was hot in the streets. I think that's all we got for it. I was going to try to Google one on the fly, but whatever. You had, you had some good ones. So we'll roll into our next segment, getting straight to business here. And we have the Badgers going to Ohio State on Saturday night game, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 in that beautiful West Central Wisconsin. And Mike, what do you got for us on this game? Uh, so Ohio State has three wins, 
definitely going to be probably the most challenging team the Badgers have to face all year. Doesn't mean that that's going to be like their only tough game, but if you can go in and you can beat Ohio State, like it would be a like a massive win, huge upset, right? Yeah. Um, Ohio State's number three in the country. They've beaten a Notre Dame team that was supposed to be a plus team in the country. And then they've also beaten Arkansas State and Toledo, putting up 77 points and 45 points uh, in their last two games. So they're putting up a lot of points. C.J. Stroud's playing really well. Um, They have one of the most efficient offenses in the country. In order to win this game, our back-end defense, our uh, corners and safeties, are going to have to play really, really well. They're going to have to keep the ball in front of them. And we're going to have to be able to get home with just four pass rushers. Um, I think our defense can effectively stop the high-powered passing game, but it's going to be hard. Like It's going to be like a hard-fought game. Uh, And we have to control the clock as much as possible so that our defense is fresh. If our defense isn't fresh, I don't know how we do this, right? Um, control the control the clock with the running game and short passes. You're going to have to start opening holes. You're going to have to start blowing people up. And um, Mertz is going to have to be able to complete a few passes, third and six, third and seven, that we don't feel comfortable we're going to have to break through that stuff in order to really get an opportunity to beat Ohio State. Yeah, no, I I think I and love even the, if we're I love even the if, angle. Oh, you go ahead. Even if we're perfect, beating Ohio State is going to come down to like a ball bounce, I would guess. Right? If we're perfect. Yeah. So yeah, Badgers are 19-point dogs in that game. Um, Mike hammered at home. Ohio State's one of the most powerful offenses in the country, if not the most powerful offense in the country. I think I haven't done a little look at like where the Heisman race is, but CJ Stroud's definitely in that race. Um, and then they're receiving receivers at Marvin Harrison Jr. and Imka Ibuka or whatever, however you want to say it have been like teaming up for tons of yards, uh, 666 yep. yards between them. So that's one thing we have going. They have like a de- demonic number. So um, 666 yards, bad sign for them, but eight touchdown catches as well. And like or it's just proof that uh, the whole Ohio State program has sold their soul to get championships. Exactly. And then Stroud has thrown – for 941 yards somewhere else I've seen that he threw for over a thousand already. So I don't, I don't know what stats true there, but whatever, close to a thousand yards, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, So that offense is going to be hard to stop. And I was reading somewhere that our secondary is actually a little bit nicked up. So you're going to need a perfect game, but I love Mike's angle attack always is this is how the Badgers are going to win this game. Uh, goes in there, optimistic, wishful thinking. But I mean, the long story short is 
we're going to have to play perfect on defense, uh, get home with four, like Mike said, and then just try to own the clock. And yeah, you got to really own the clock too. I think that 10, like, if we could have a 10 minute drive twice in this game, that would, that would be helpful. Yeah. And I mean, Mertz has been looking, you know, playable or that's a bad word, but he's been looking serviceable. And I mean, maybe the juices get flowing and he can, he can, uh, hit some decent sized throws. Maybe we got a wrinkle in our playbook because, you know, this is the game where you can't hold anything back if, if you are the Badgers. So I would assume if you have crazy stuff in your playbook, like this is the game it comes out like, and maybe get a cheap touchdown on like a fake punt or, or something crazy yeah. like that. Like, yep. Um, and so I've heard a lot of Paul Chris hate in the last, I don't know, two weeks because of the Washington state loss and like guys that refuse to watch the batters because we don't get any better. And I, I, I don't agree with that. Um, for me, I think that we are the same as we've always been. We are what we, you know, what we, what we always been. It's not, we haven't changed, and that's their problem. Is that oh, why can't we recruit good players to Madison? Well, maybe part of the reason is because it's Madison, Wisconsin, and it's not Miami, Florida, or Los Angeles, California, right? That's a big piece of it. And then we don't have a guy like um, God, who's the Alabama coach? I can't believe I'm spacing Nick Saban. Yeah, we don't have Nick Saban. We don't have. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, we don't have the guy that's super charismatic. And yeah. they're saying, well, maybe we should get him. Well, find him. And then I'm on board. Yeah. No. And, I mean, there's things to, like, combat your point. Because the places that you brought up, I mean, aren't really – I can't imagine Tuscaloosa is, is a better place to live than Madison. But Maybe I'm wrong. Saban. I've never been. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's right. that's why they can get him. Um, Clemson, I can't even think of what city Clemson is in right now. Um, but I don't yeah, know how much it's somewhere in South Carolina, right? Yeah. That's all we know about Clemson. Yeah. But they have a guy that is like a super coach. Yeah. And they live in this, in their colleges are where the talent comes from, right? So going from Southern Florida or Texas to Alabama is not a big deal. Going from one of those places to Wisconsin is a big deal, right? Yeah. So it's not that Wisconsin doesn't have talent, but the majority of our talent is coming from the Southeast region of the United States right now. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. Skilled position players. Everybody you definitely right? need to go to Texas, Miami, or Texas, yeah. South Florida those areas of the country. Uh, I thought I had something else that I was going to add in there, but yeah, it's just kind of like a business decision at this point to go to Alabama too. It's like, Hey, you're going to come here. You're going to be, you might not even start your freshman year. You probably won't even start. Probably won't. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get better though. Cause you're iron sharpens iron type deal. 
And once that guy steps out and is a first round pick in the NFL draft, guess who's next? You know, like yeah. the work, the worst yeah. you're going to do after filling in for this linebacker who just got drafted in the first round is like, maybe you'll fall to the third round if you, you had a bad season, but if you're right. Alabama's middle linebacker right now, you're playing in the NFL. Like there's no, yeah, doubt you're going to get an opportunity. Yeah. There's why not. Right. Oh yeah. And no, Nick Saban is a brilliant coach, right? He's a great recruiter recruiter. And he is a, like, he understands the game almost better than everybody. Yeah. All right, Mike. Give me the perfect path to a Badgers victory. Just sum it up for us here. Um, at some point, you get a great special teams play. Uh, you drive down on your first drive. You take six minutes off the clock. Uh, Braylon Allen gets 45 yards just on the first drive. You get a touchdown, right? Six minutes off the clock. Braylon Allen's just kind of dominating six yards at a stop. And then uh, Ohio State does whatever. They can score a touchdown right there on the next drive. Um, But defense has to get maybe three stops, four stops in the first first half, and that would probably get us through. And then you have to have a special team to play somewhere there, right? So you get a big punt return. You get a punt block. You get a big kick return, something like that, and we get an opportunity, right? We have the opportunity to hold the ball, control the clock in the second half, score points. You have to be aggressive and score points. Like, I think if if you get the ball first and you're the Badgers and you decide to do like a play action bomb to somebody who's got a little bit of speed. I'd be comfortable with that. Even if we get a situation like happened with the Packers um, against uh, the Vikings where our guy drops it, right? Watson drops it and it doesn't work out completely right. I'd be cool with that because you're being aggressive. You're going to have to be exceptionally aggressive uh, and control the clock. You know, use the game that we have that we're good at. Control the clock. And take shots in strategic points. Now, where that's at, not really positive. I like the first play of the game just because play action Bomaruski is what I would do on any fourth and an inch or first play of the game, last play of a half, anything like that. But um, you're going to need, I think, a pretty good special team. Maybe like a you kick it off and they fumble it. Yeah. Something like that. You're going to need the ball to bounce your way for sure. Yep. And I think Braylon Allen needs to have 150 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Um, 150 yards and two touchdowns for a running back against a high-powered team is really, really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's going to allow you to control the clock. Seeing that, uh, I mean, Ohio State hasn't really played anybody too great. Notre Dame on the schedule. I don't know if you'd say 21 to 10 was that Notre Dame hung with Ohio state. I can't remember really how that game played out, Um, but then Notre Dame goes to, or I don't think they even go to like Marshall comes to Notre Dame and beats Notre Dame. Yeah. So, I mean, 
Yeah, so Notre Dame looks good now, or did even in week one, they looked like a good win. The further you go into this season after Notre Dame plays Stanford and like a few of these ACC teams, that win is not going to look good anymore. Yeah, yeah. And if Braylon Allen gets 150 yards, that's basically doubling the amount of yards that Ohio State's been giving up on the ground uh, this season so far. So, yeah, we talked mostly primarily about Ohio State's offense being able to blow your doors off. But their defense is good, too. Like, Ohio State is definitely, you know, contending a, for the the championship this year. It's a blue blood program, and they really, year in and year out, when they're not cheating, are, you know, going to be national championship competitors. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think the road to victory is going to be tough. I think there's going to be a, a lot of luck involved in that if it does go our way um but yeah no i i think you did a good job of laying laying that that brick down just if we could get a win um i i'm gonna love or enjoy watching this one no matter what but we definitely get to see where the badgers are at for sure but losing to washington state that had a a passing game. It's not even a good passing game. They just had a passing game coming to the best passing game in the league. Like we were giving out big plays um, against Illinois State. I mean, sure, we we were bending but not breaking, but Illinois State had big receptions against us. Washington State had big receptions against us. But this last New Mexico State game, I mean, we played as good as you could play. So, so maybe there's something there. I'm just saying I'm a hopeless optimist when it comes to Wisconsin sports, and this this one's gonna be tough. Yeah, uh, I think I've lost faith in believing that they're competing with Ohio State. Right? I did so. Too. I don't. I don't believe that they compete with Ohio state in football really at all. Like they're not at the same level. Yeah. No, going into these big 10 championships and just getting smacked like every fucking time is just, yeah, they're, they're not with Ohio state and nobody in the big 10 is, I mean, Michigan got the best of Ohio state last year and maybe Michigan can, can do it. Like, once every, you know, three, four years, but Ohio State's going to be good every single year. And Michigan is going to have that revolving door where they're maybe close to their level every three, four years. And then Wisconsin's door, I think, for that thing is got to be a perfect storm. And it's maybe once every six to 10 years, you know, where, where we, have everything line up right to beat Ohio state and contend. It, I mean, it sounds like the playoff is going to get bigger here soon. So I, th- I think Wisconsin is going to be in the playoff conversation when, when it moves to, you know, 12, 16, whatever the fuck it's moving to. Maybe. Um, maybe. Right. It, yeah. Like, but 
I think as long as it's four teams, I think it's going to be hard to see Wisconsin in there. But we will conclude it with Mike's roadmap to a victory, and we will move on here to the Packers versus Buccaneers preview. And I did not write anything down, so I'm letting Mike take the way again. I just throw Mike under the bus when I don't have something written down. Oh, we're all good with that. Um, so we have a, from our uh, hot in the streets, we do have a, like a benefit from the league that Mike Evans is going to be out of this game. Um, Chris Godwin might be out. Julio Jones might be out, which allows us to play a depleted uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, which I think is beneficial. Tom Brady never really struggles with not having guys. Not that he's never like not had guys. He just figures out how to use the guys he does have. Right. But it, the game is easier when you have high powered wide receivers. The Packers have seen that week one and probably in week two as well. Right. So we leaned heavily on our running backs in week two to get the win against the Bears. Our running backs could be very, very good. And so with our running backs being very, very good, that's where we need to that's where the Packers need to lean lean on is that they want to be playing some pretty run heavy, short pass heavy football. And then because the Buccaneers have a really great defense. We're going to have to spell that with a few big plays, right? A good pass here and there. Aaron Rodgers completing the pass that we're set up in a situation a little bit longer than we would like. We don't want to be in 36, 37 situations. But Aaron Rodgers is going to have to hit a couple of those throughout the game in order for us to have a real chance at scoring a lot of points. And I, I think that our wide receivers are settling it, right? So that they're becoming part of the offense instead of kind of in awe of what our quarterback is. And then I don't know where a running game goes here. So I hope that they try to give Jones a boatload of touches and Dylan a boatload of touches this game because I see that it worked against the Bears, right? But I'm not positive that it works against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers defense appears to be very, very good. And even with a Dallas Cowboys team that had Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and Zeke all healthy for the first game, they were shutting them down. Like, they didn't let Dallas really do anything at all. Um, They didn't let the Saints do anything at all. I know that Kamara was out for that game, but they were holding them to basically no points at all, maybe three points in the first half. And then I think it was 3-3 before the fight happened, and then it ended up being 20-10 to 10 or something along those lines. Oh, yeah. No, it was 20-10. to 10. You're right. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm looking at right now. So Tampa Bay gives up 85.5 yards per game on the ground. So it's kind of uh, – a running game versus A plus run defense. Yeah. And I mean, 
who knows? Uh, looking at the injury report, we still don't know when Bakhtiari is coming back. Um, looks like Christian Watson got put as questionable. Randall Cobb got put as questionable. I, I don't think I like the new way they do this because I think those guys are playing. Like, I don't remember when they would have became questionable. But anyways, I think the more significant one, and I can't remember where I was looking at this earlier today. I think it might have just been on my phone. But it, uh, for the Tampa Bay injury report, it looks like Godwin hasn't practiced yet this week. So so that one seems like it's pretty sure he's he's not going to be back. And, yeah, and the suspension to Evans. Um, let's, let's do something real quick. We're, we're making this up on the fly. I want to hear your, your, we'll, we'll just grade it out real quick. So Tampa Bay's passing offense on a 4.0 scale. So a grading scale, letter scale, uh, passing offense without, you know, it's top two wide receivers. What so mean? I think it's a C. And it might be top three. If you don't have Julio, that's your third best wide receiver. Yeah, I yeah. get that he can okay. be elite. Um, I would say it's a C. Okay. And then Packers pass defense. Pack, so I think Packers pass defense is a B, but they haven't really been like on that level yet. So they were against Justin Fields. They definitely were not against Cousins and Jefferson and Thielen. Oh, yeah. No, they got most. Um, and so I'll give them – I'm going to give them a B. That That's what I think they are. I'm fairly biased. So if it comes down to a C, I could understand that argument too. Yeah. And then Tampa Bay's run game with Fournette. So I think Tampa Bay's run game or even like short passes to Fournette, that's a B, B-plus type game. I like Fournette a lot, especially to give him a bunch of carries. The Saints did a really nice job against him, but the Saints have a really, really, really good defense too. Yeah, you know, yeah, top two or three in the NFL. Yeah, that that game when I was breaking it down this week, yeah, that it was it was tough sledding for the offenses on both yeah. sides. Um, but yeah, so B B plus run game for the Bucks. What do you got for the Packers run defense? So I think that's that's the biggest like space in the game that I think Tampa Bay has an opportunity. Right. So the Bears kind of lit us up on the ground. And that's concerning to me. I I I would say C. Right. So our our run defense so far this year has been a C. We have to play that much, much better than we have. Yeah, yeah, because Packers defense has been given up 326 yards a game, 173 through the air, and 150 on the ground. So that's, you know, that's quite the disparity if you got a team that's just going to commit to the run. But I do also think the way the Packers play the first game of the season, granted that was the game we got toasted through the air, um, it's just, you can throw that game out. Like you could just go off of, but then the bears on top of it, not being that great of a team, it's hard, hard to use them as a measuring stick either. So 
I think it's yeah. pretty awesome that we get the Bucks this early in the season to see who we are. We get pretty lucky uh, not facing Godwin, Evans, probably not Julio. And with the line, so I don't think I mentioned that yet. So uh, the Bucks are one-point favorite favorites. And I just think that screams, that screams that uh, the Packers are going to win this game. Because I think people are, I mean, I always just assume like the general public, like if I asked, uh, you know, someone that pays attention to football, but doesn't like look at the lines, like they're like, yeah, the Bucks are taking this one. So get those suckers to the casino. I don't know. You look confused by what I'm explaining. But I think I confuse myself by what I'm explaining because sometimes I explain the same thing and I, it's, I go the opposite way. With, like I use the same explanation to go the opposite way with it. So, yeah. So, so the Bucks are minus one. Yeah. One point favorites at home. Yeah. So I would say that with the way the Packers have performed, and then if you're assuming the Bears are a bad team, you would think, Easy money for the Bucks, right? Yeah. And so I, I'm under the impression that if it's easy money for the Bucks, you bet the Packers. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's kind of where you explained it better than I did, but that was that's where I was trying to get to. Is we got there. We yeah. got there. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Let the public you're my, know you're my that you trans- bet the Packers 100 percent of the time, no all matter the time. What. Yep. And even if you lose. Money well spent. You spent yep. spent it on something you love. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I liked your little uh, breakdown. Do we want to run through? Yeah, let's just do it. So Packers pass game. You don't so have to give I, me I think the Packers pa- pass game is like a somewhere between a C plus and a B minus, and that's because Aaron Rodgers runs the pass game. If you had a mediocre quarterback like a Kirk Cousins running the wide receivers that we have, I think it would be like a D. A D. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be terrible. But because you have Aaron Rodgers, he elevates that pass game enough. And then you got a guy like Aaron Jones who, if you bring him out of the backfield and use him in the pass game the way you should, he's electric. He's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So Bucks pass defense. So I'm asking you to reach deep. For this one um um so to be honest they looked pretty good against the saints i want to say that i saw them who was their first week their first week was against the cowboys yeah i watched a little bit of that game too they looked really good against the cowboys they were shutting Dak down um they have a couple of guys that are like third year players that feel like they're really really good um i'll give them a b like just because i don't know what they're but they, they were stopping everything. Like their whole defense was stopping everything. Yeah. And they had three picks against Winston last week. I don't know if that's saying much, but that <laughs> Jamel Dean, who uh, got the yeah. best job in that game, had two of those picks. So uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. back there. Yeah. I, yeah. And like you said, I mean, the Cowboys aren't a slouch when it comes to weapons at receiver. And yeah, a decent quarterback. So, so what was the grade? Sorry, I I'm going to give him a B, and like maybe 
somewhere like a B plus because their defense is playing lights out, and that's a piece of it, right? Yeah. If you don't get lit up through the air, that allows you to look really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say they're like from if you're just going off of what they've played or like their play this year, you'd have to give them an A. Like shutting the Cowboys down, shutting the yeah. Like, they're I, not I get what I, points. Yeah, and yeah. I, I get what you're saying though. It's like talent wise, maybe they've performed above what what they are on paper. And maybe and maybe those. So we're early in the season, so maybe those teams aren't as good as I think they are. Yeah. Right, so maybe Dallas isn't as good as I think they are. Maybe the Saints aren't as good offensively as I think they are. Um, all right, so shifting gears to run game, we kind of covered this already, um, but go for it. Give me uh, the Bucks defense. I think is like elite. Their rushing defense, I think, is a, on an elite level. I think they are a right. They're rushing and like front seven. I think is an A. The Packers rushing offense, I think, is a B plus. So you're going to have to outperform them in that spot. Is what if I'm like objectively looking at this, the Bucks scare the bejesus out of me because they have a guy like Tom Brady who elevates their passing game to a certain point because they have him right. Like that changes what your passing game is. Doesn't matter who your wide receivers are now. You take starters off a team, I think that hurts you. Yeah. Right. Where we have all our starters in our passing game. So we have the guys we expected. And I think that's helpful. But if you take guys away from your team, that's, but Brady makes things work all the time. Yeah. But yeah, their, their defense is just loaded to Vita Bay and nose tackle. Looks like Akeem Hicks is out at is I don't know if that's a recent injury or anything, but I think it was week one he got hurt. Yeah, but Devin White, man, that's one of my favorite linebackers to watch play the game because he's he's got to be up there in the top three. I don't I don't know where he ranked on the NFL's top one hundred, but I'm assuming probably like thirty eighth. Okay, like they but didn't I mean, give many respect at all. This is probably what had happened. It's funny though. I think we've touched this on uh, a podcast in the past though. It, I think linebackers back in the day used to get more respect and like nose tackles were the ones that didn't get any respect. Now I think it's kind of shifted a little bit is where, you know, you know, Kenny Clark's a beast, you know, um, and that might Aaron be Donald's a beast. So right. like the linebackers don't get credit. But you might be able to name these guys because I should be able to name these guys. And I used to have them in my lexicon. But the guys who played in front of uh, Ray Lewis, big Hawaiian. Uh, yeah, Haloti Nata, right? Yeah, but still, and like, lots of Goose people. Goose played there too. Uh, Tony Saragusa, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, was, it wasn't – people weren't talking about those two. I mean, the people who knew – knew what was up but like ray lewis was like people talk yeah. about ray lewis like you don't hear that a, a lot about middle linebackers nowadays like you don't and maybe it's because most defenses shifted from a four three to a three four if not yeah. all defenses honestly i was shocked when we were talking to the vikings guys and i was digging it into it a little bit and i was shocked a, that they hadn't switched yet 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the first year they're running a 3-4 in, like, I don't know if it's ever, but I would assume, like, they Just haven't about, run. right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that was all the grades. So, give me give me your roadmap, your, my elevator brief roadmap. You have to stop Leonard Burnett. You have to stop the rushing game. Right. Uh, Saints did a nice job of that. We did not do a nice job of that against the Bears. You have to stop them. Your running game has to outperform itself. Right. So Jones and Dylan have to have a day. I shouldn't say outperform themselves because I think that they're like those two are one of the best duos in the league. Yeah. They got to just stop underperforming is. Yeah, they got to get the opportunities right. So they got to make sure that they get the plays called for them. And then, so if you do that, Rodgers just plays like a normal football game for him. Doesn't get on tilt, doesn't like start acting goofy, chucking the ball downfield and not caring if it gets picked. In the games we get blown out, that's what happens. Is he, he tries to do too much a little bit, right? So he's great. But, I feel like though he's the hardest quarterback I've seen that has so much talent to put on tilt though. Like back in the day when when we went down 14 points, like Favre was ripping it. He was like, all right, I'm oh, getting yeah. seven of these back. Like where Rogers, like he doesn't do that till like you know it's needed. It's gone. It's right? Necessary. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, you can, I kind of would if I had like one critique uh, of him is I wish he would kind of start forcing things a little bit or forcing things is a bad way to put it. Cause it's always like a negative connotation, but like, I wish he would a little bit earlier start slinging. Yeah. So like to some extent, there's an argument that you want your quarterback to be more risk not a burst, like the opposite of burst, right? You want him to like take more risks. Yeah. To like you want him to gamble a little bit. And Rogers doesn't. Yeah. Which I like. I love I love the fact that Rogers doesn't. He acts like he's a rookie yeah. quarterback in a brand new system. And he's like, all right, I know that I can just dump it off here and everything will be just fine. And we can move on. It's definitely then, more of a positive than a negative. Uh, like a yeah. hundred times more of a positive than a negative. Yeah, because he's not a rookie quarterback. He can yeah. make the read to make the good pass, and he knows that sometimes he just has to dump it off. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if I let you finish your roadmap, but yeah, shut down Fournette. Um, yeah, shut down Fournette, and then our running game has to be good, right? We have to outperform their defensive run game. Oh, okay. I... I heard you I, wrong when you said it the first time. Yeah, our running backs haven't been underperforming. My bad. I thought I thought you were talking about our run defense. So I take back what I said earlier. Yeah, I think our run defense has underperformed. They need to step yeah. step the fuck up. Yeah. Right? Do something right. Yeah, get the get the heads out of their ass. I think if you shut down Fournette, they're gonna have a tough time depending on who shows up for wide receivers, I think. Yeah, quit farting around run defense and Put some guys on the ground. Jerron Reed, Kenny Clark, 
Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith fucking kill it this week. Yeah. Yep. So make make that grass in Tampa Bay just grow like it's never grown before. Blood and guts everywhere. Blood, blood makes the grass grow. Yep. Kill, kill, kill. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that will wrap up our Packers preview here. And let's roll through the – oh, no, Mike's always got one more little finger up in the air whenever I'm – No, you're going to cut that, I hope, because I got to take a piss. Nope, not cutting anything, Mike. We're rolling high. Rolling high, all right. All right. Now that we are back from Mike's potty break, uh, we are going to roll into our Bing Bong Challenge for the week. Um, If you didn't listen to the last podcast, I think we are both in the red now. I didn't do the math yet, but Mike, I'm pretty sure you're down in the single digits, you're not a triple digit down, but I think you're down like negative 60 bing bongs. Um, I'll have the, the right numbers when we uh, come back next week for the recap. But anyways, I am down, I want to say 790 bing bongs. And I think mine's actually accurate. So we will give you the picks to fade for the week is what it looks like. Um, but if you're a new listener, I'll run through it real quick. So we bet, uh, bing bongs, hundred bing bongs on every game with 10% juice. If we win, we get hundred bing bongs. If we lose, we lose 110 bing bongs. And at the end of the year, whoever has the least amount of bing bongs has to either shit their pants on camera somehow. I think I'm going to throw in the, the chewy beer or Sandra. Nobody's doing that. Nobody wants to drink poop follicle. <laughs> okay. Or get a tattoo uh, at this point. So I think it's just going to come down to shitting pants because the more I think about getting a tattoo, uh, the less I like that idea. So I might just be buying a white pair of pants and shitting in them. And Oh, geez, oh. white pair of pants, too. You're, you're like, invested in this thing. No, oh, I'm God. just saying, though, is like... I don't know how you're going to shit your pants on camera and like, are you just going to have a camera of your face shitting your pants? <laughs> just shit. And like, you just have to like announce that you just shit your pants. Cause no, I don't no. think anybody wants to look like, I don't know how many group chats you're in, but I always hate when a group chat, like someone sends a picture of their shit. Like, I'm like, I didn't need that. Like I got one nasty friend that's been on this show. Uh, I'll put him on blast quick, but he'll like, he'll show me some, her show a group of people, some stuff like where I'm like, dude, like you should be showing your doctor that not us. Like, <laughs> like it, I, I'm not a fan of that. So I assume if we do have to crap our pants, um, people aren't going to want to see a picture of poopy pants. Yeah, you're probably right about that. But whatever, maybe if you come up with a better um, punishment for us, I was thinking of healthy ones too. Like you have to run a marathon within, you have to (laughs) sign up for a marathon and run a marathon within a week. But whatever. Within a week? Holy shit. No, that, yeah, that came out of my mouth fast. Yeah, you'd get them. I you think, don't get to I think, pre- you don't get to prepare for it though. You just get to 
Like, I mean, obviously. But you're already prepared for one like that. Like, you run enough that the marathon wouldn't kill you. Where, yeah, like, I, hey, I don't do anything anymore. I think if someone told me, like, I had to run a marathon, I don't know. I've been having some weird stuff with my calf and my left hamstring going on. So I might just, like, blow out my calf and my hamstring while doing it. But I think aside from just like a little hampering injury that I've been dealing with, if someone told me I had to run a marathon next month, I think I could finish it. I might walk a little bit. I mean, it'd I don't be think that that's not finishing, like walking some of it. Wait, you, you can walk it or you can't? Yeah, I think you could walk a little bit. Okay, but whatever. 26 miles, man. That's a long ways. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. But anyways, we'll get into the games. Um, you got a live update on the... 16 oh, Dude, I was nailing wow. these scores. It, it, look, at, look at your tweet, uh, what I guess the score was going to be at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. 16 to 14. That's what you guessed the score was going to be? Like, that's yeah. such a weird score to guess. I know. I knew it was going to be something weird. But anyways, I'll quit toot my own horn. Who do you get? No, so you already had that. Um, we both went with Pittsburgh plus two and a half, I, I want to say. Or no, four and a half, I think we got them at. Whatever it was. Um, we both took Pittsburgh. But anyways, first game I have on the docket for you, Mike. You are picking this one first. Uh, Houston in Chicago or at Chicago is a three-point dog. So Bears are minus three at home. Yeah, so you have convinced me I am taking the Texans. Um, I think the Bears are bad. I think they got lucky that... They were playing against a rookie quarterback in a monsoon. So Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yep. Okay, so now we have Raiders minus two at the Titans. Are you going to pick that game? I'm going to pick this game first. Um, I'm just going to go back and forth who's going first. So yeah, you didn't pick the the Texans game. Oh, yeah, I got the Texans as well. I'm riding with you. Um, that's why I need to pick first sometimes because Mike's good at talking people into stuff. Should have been a lawyer. Um, <laughs> except for some of the blowback I hear you get about your steroid stuff that I don't tell you about. And I'm like, oh, oh guys hate my steroid stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but anyways, next game, Raiders minus two in Tennessee. And God, I feel I feel like I'm getting tricked here, but I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, the Titans haven't shown me anything that uh, makes me feel good about them, but I'm going with the Raiders. But the Raiders, on the other hand, haven't shown me anything either. I just think it's a get right game for the Raiders. So that's what I'll say. This, this is a tough game for me to pick. Um, you said you went with the Raiders. Yeah. I think that I just am like internally biased towards the Raiders. They seem like the better team here. Um, you love so the Raiders think, this year. Yeah. So I think that like I enjoy the Raiders, right? So that they're a team that I don't hate. Yeah. Um, but I'm taking the Titans because of that. All right. So next game we have on the docket, Chiefs are minus five and a half in Indianapolis playing 
the Colts. Who do you got? At Andy, at Andy, I'm going to take the Chiefs. They have looked absolutely dominant. I don't think this is the game that they fall on their face. All right. So before the season started, the Colts were my AFC favorite to make it to the Super Bowl. They're going to get right this week, and I am going to go with the Colts. And I'm not only going to go with the Colts. I'm going to throw a Coney Island double dog on that bitch. The Colts are going to win this game versus the Chiefs that seemingly have looked like the best team. I don't know if those are the right words strung together, but I mean, they haven't, there hasn't been anything they've faced that they didn't just crush. So, yeah, I mean, if it's not the Bills, it's the Chiefs that are the best team in the league right now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, anyways, I'm taking the upset with the Colts. And like I said, Coney Island, double dog. And if you're a new listener, that just means I get 200 if I went, win and I lose 220. If I lose, that's how we're doing the double dogs this year, Mike. Keeping it simple. All right. So the next game on the docket here, we had the Bills minus five and a half in Miami. And I think Miami's been overperforming. And I think the Bills are gonna, gonna show them that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the points and take the Bills. I'm in the same boat. Uh the Bills are a wagon right yeah yeah i see see uh what we're doing here so that's cool that's cool um but the bills just i don't see how they lose games right now especially right now right so right now they're performing super super well you know if the team gets an injury or two and things start falling apart okay but right now i don't see how they lose games yeah no, I mean, the only thing I can see is the Dolphins hanging with them because there's some Miami magic going on in, in yeah, Miami right now. Um, God, I broke down that game, and it was probably the best, if not second best game of the week. Who who do they just have that comeback victory against? Ravens. Ravens, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's, like, super obvious, like, Bills are going to – I think it's a Bills win – but I do think the Dolphins have a fair chance to cover, which is probably stupid to say is because that's what they put the lines out there for to make it. So there's a fair chance to cover. But anyways, next game, Lions at the Vikings. Vikings are minus six. I think the Lions cover this game. Um, they don't win this game, but they cover it. Okay. Yeah. Vikings kind of get stomped on by, well, not even kind of got, but Vikings got beat up by Philly last week. Um, They beat the shit out of the Packers. I think they're a pretty damn good team. So I'm going to go with the Vikings here. Uh, Maybe to be more of a pessimist, but I, I do think the Vikings are six points better than the Lions, especially in Minnesota after seeing, what the Vikings did to the Packers in Minnesota. So next game we have is the Ravens minus two and a half at the Patriots. And I don't got a good reason for you here. Um, you probably don't want to hear my reason anyways, but I am going to go with the Ravens. 
So I'm going with the Ravens because I don't think the Patriots are overly good. And I do think the Ravens are really, really good. I think that they ran into some weird stuff there at the end um, of the last week. Yeah. And just like some weird, like Miami magic, like you said. Yeah. All right. Next game we have our Bengals are, that's another thing to mention. There's a lot of home dogs this week, but anyways, Bengals are minus six in New York at the Jets. So the Jets beat them last year. I'm going to take the Bengals because I think that they need to get a win. And this is an opportunity for that. Yeah, no, I think so too. I think, I think Bengals make it to the Super Bowl last year. I've said this on the show before that they were two years early. I think this is the year the Bengals are supposed to be real good and kind of where people were supposed to start being like, oh, they might be dangerous. They might be competing. And I mean, they haven't been that yet, but. But yeah, Bengals are a good team. Obviously, they made the Super Bowl last year. Um, and they get right in New York. Uh, next game we have on the docket is the Eagles minus six and a half at the Commanders. And I am not going to stop betting on the Eagles until, until they show me something. Eagles, lay the points. Carson West poops his pants. He does it not even for content. So the so yeah, the problem is is that sometimes he doesn't poop his pants. That's no. the problem with Carson Wentz, is that he's unpredictable. Yeah, that's fair. Who do you got? I'm taking the commies. The comms. All right. Next game we have this could got- be this. So this could be like a really cool like rivalry rivalry based on the mascots, right? So Eagles are based on the fact that they're in Philadelphia, and that's the state or the national bird, right? Sure. And then the commander, yeah, and almost for sure is right. The seventy sixers are based on the seventeen seventy sixes, right? I did not know that. Well, it's got to be right. That's why you're the 76ers and not some like the 69ers. Yeah. Is that why the, the 49ers are the 49ers? Because in 49, they went out to a gold rush. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know if it was the in the 49, but yeah, that's why they're the 49ers. They, okay. That's a good mascot. I'm just saying, like, it used to be the Cowboys versus the Indians, right? Or the Redskins. Well, now. It's the commies versus the Eagles. They should put them in the Patriots thing. There you go. I like it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. But next game. Yeah, I mean, it was a little convoluted, but that's okay. We are going to keep rolling. I like convoluted. I might, I might use that word one time next week. So next game we have is Jaguars at the Chargers. Chargers are minus seven at home. Mike, you're picking first. Uh, so I'm taking the Chargers. This might be the only time all year that I take them. Uh, they are better than I want them to be. There's almost no way they lose this game. Yeah, no. And I think there's this thing, too. So the Jaguars just whooped the ever-living shit out of the Colts last week. Uh, I can't remember what the Chargers did. You got it off the top of your dome. Chargers lost uh, by three to the Chiefs. 
Okay. So yeah, um, I am going to go with the chargers and I think that lines out. I think if the Jaguars don't beat the shit out of the Colts and yeah, I think this line's like 10, uh, but I think there's a little faith restored in the Jaguars. But next game we have are the Rams minus three and a half at the Cardinals. And I'm going to go with the Cardinals as three and a half point dogs at home. Um, just because I liked what they did. I think they can get some momentum rolling from last week's game, last week's comeback victory, and keep it rolling against the Rams. Uh, so I'm taking the Rams. Uh, I'd like to see them lose, and I'd like to see the Cardinals win. I just don't think the Cardinals are there. They just do not have a, like, I feel like the Cardinals are, like, falling apart from what they were last year. Yeah. I I don't know. I think Kyler Murray kind of turned it around. Um, I don't know. I get to watch – the end of that game live yeah. and like on time. Very exciting. Maybe I'm picking right, yeah. from a recency bias that I'm like, oh yeah, that guy is actually really good. And I, I thought that before. And then the contract thing, we've discussed this. So we'll he roll. is really good. I don't, I'm yeah. not denying that he's really good. No. Yeah. And I wasn't saying, I wasn't saying that, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. it does seem like some weird's happening with the Cardinals. Yep. Because it seemed like they were going to be a super, super, super solid team, and now they just kind of seem like I mean, they're going to be... be fair. To be fair, they started off what against the Chiefs, who are awesome. Then they played the Raiders, who are really good, right? And now they get the Rams. Like that's a tough road to hoe. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely go zero and three in those games and not be a bad team. Yep. Okay, next game we have is the Packers at the Buccaneers, and I'm just going to do it for both of us. We're taking the Packers. Yeah, because we're not idiots. Exactly. All right, now the next game we have Falcons at the Seahawks, and this is a pick em, and I'm going to go with the Falcons because for some reason I like them. Um, if you run any form of option as your main play, I like you. So I'm going to pick the Falcons. So the the three teams that I have this year pretty much every week is the Falcons, Packers, and the Eagles. And one, because I love them, love them. And the other two is because they run an option. Fair enough. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Falcons too. I just don't think the Seahawks are a good team. I think week one made you think, oh man, maybe they got something going. I think they spent basically their entire energy to beat the Broncos in week one. That won't that shit won't come back until probably week 10 where they could actually get another win. All right. I missed a game on here and I'm going to try to see what it was. It's the Panthers game. I can't remember who the Panthers are playing. Panthers Saints. So Saints are minus three at the Panthers. At the Panthers. Okay, so that's at the Panthers. I'm going to take the Saints either way. Defense is so good, and I think that they can – they'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to take the Panthers. I'm going to go with the wild hair. 
up their ass uh, that they keep it within three against the Saints. Uh, Jameis Winston seems like he's hurting. Um, and I guess this goes against – so they have the Taysom Hill situation, which I do love when that guy comes into. But uh, I'm going with the Panthers. I think Panthers keep it close. And the last game we have, I will let you lead this one off too, Mike. We have the 49ers who are minus two in Denver versus the Broncos. So I'm going to take the Broncos in a get-right game as a double dog. Broncos, DD in it, double dog in it. Get to Coney Island, people. Get your double dogs. Get ready for some football. The segment is brought to you by Coney Island double dogs specifically um you got any more you want to add to that one so i just think that the broncos are going to be a good team and they haven't shown in the first two weeks now is the time i think the 49ers having been based on lance are going to revert like back to their like back a little bit before they really start to excel not that they're a bad team. I just think the Broncos get them, especially gotcha. at home. Gotcha. I'm going to go with the 49ers. This one is going to be kind of like I was saying, how when lines jump out at me, for some reason, I feel like the Broncos should be favored in this game. Um, and they're not. And what did I find the Niners it, do last week? Do you remember offhand? They won. Uh what was it? I think they won pretty convincingly. Yeah, because uh, Lance goes down. And, yeah, they handled whoever they played, and they covered by a lot. It was like a no-doubt victory. But I can't remember off the top of my head who exactly that they were playing, and it's going to bug me. The Seahawks. They beat the Seahawks 27-7. Okay. So, God, they had the, like, a, the first two games they should have had pretty easy wins yeah 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 it was lined up for them to roll but those are our picks for the week um hopefully i quit being lazy and i started tweeting some of our picks out some way shape form or fashion i might just go back to the old school way i was doing it last year but anyways listen to the show we will give you live bing bong counts once my schedule settles down a little bit too I'm going to be more active with the graphics on Twitter because I actually do kind of enjoy going into PowerPoint and making my high-speed graphics and kicking them out. But the time I like those has, graphics. Yeah, the time has not been on my side uh, yeah, same recently. With me. So, but anyways, that's the show for the week. Unless Mike got anything, he didn't put up a finger when I when I said something. Usually, this is the point in time where Mike says, and you guys yeah. don't hear him. But he's got one finger up going to me like, no, nope, yep. there's one one more thing I got for you. I do, I do have one more thing. Make sure that you are uh, downloading, listening um, all the time. And even if you don't want to listen, listen on silent, right? So, like, just put it on silent, let it play. Yeah, Download send it on into the universe at least. We got yeah. we, we give good vibes. Like We feel good about life, right? So yeah. stop us and say us say that steroids are terrible for humans that's fine with us too um i did get stopped this week and somebody told me that mayo is better than miracle whip 
I've lost a lot of respect for that human, but that's okay. Um, See, I, I didn't even remember that conversation. I didn't remember it until like I was like, "Did I say that on the podcast?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." And he's like, "Oh, all right, you know, or whatever." I had to ask him like how we like how we figured out that I was doing that. He's like, "I was listening to the podcast." I was like, "Thank you, I appreciate that." Yeah. I was just driving my lawnmower down the road. Drinking a beer, living the Wilton dream. I was not drinking a beer because I knew I was going to be having a few tonight, so laid off. But um, yeah, if you guys see see us out there, like, let us know that you're listening, and then download it on all your people's devices, right? So, and then just play it on silent for them. They'll never even know. It's not a problem at all. And like we said, we're just giving out good vibes into the universe, so. So that's all you need. Um, close this one out. Thank you for the support. Love you guys. Um, yeah, we appreciate keep, it. Keep striving to approve. And if you are doubting the brewers who we've been neglecting uh, that are two and a half games out of a wild card spot, but look like they're going to be two games out with uh, 13 to go, I promise you I will do a little Brewers deep dive. I have been watching uh, games, innings, in and out. So we'll touch it when we get a little bit more time. But if you're doubting them making that wild card spot, if you're doubting the Bucks coming back and winning another championship for us, Packers winning a Super Bowl, the Badgers playing Ohio State this weekend, if you're doubting any of them, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. Suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. Eat my shows.